0: BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the internet at bcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk.
1: And we do thank you for joining us today for a very intriguing program. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever wondered what causes your heart to keep on beating? How does a baby know to inhale and to exhale? How does your nose protect you from harm? How does your stomach know to start metering, uh, metering out digestive solution? Why do we quickly withdraw our hand when we touch something hot? How does your body know how to fight infection? How can certain animals find their food using sonar? How can brainless jellyfish hunt and kill their prey? How do animals know how to react to predators? You know, the key word in all of this is instincts. The guest we have with us today has written a fascinating and a captivating book. I've never seen the likes of it before, with strong evidence that we have a wonderful and wise Creator God. But friends, doesn't Scripture bear this out? We're told in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, for the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Our guest today, E. Howard Callahan, a retired chemical engineer who spent years working in the field of chemistry and biology. His research and development work revealed to him that God indeed made the world. He's done R&D work on aloe vera, learning of its many uses in humans, also R&D for an anti-cancer drug delivery system. He's helped develop and manufacture an artificial scab for very large wounds. And as a Christian, he has spent over 60 years studying the Bible and how it applies to our everyday lives. He does hold a master's degree in theology, the author of the newly released Instincts by Design, Instinctive Behaviors of Human and Animals in Creation. Howard, thanks for joining us today here on Crosstalk.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you, Jim. That was a great summary of what's going on. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Uh, you have put together, really, I believe to be a very fascinating book on instincts. Uh, I'd like to know, what is the backstory of this? What what motivated you to write on such a topic?
2: Well, for several years, I've been proofreading for Master Books, and my editor, uh, Craig Froman, suggested that I write a book. And so I started looking around, and I remembered that for years I've been amazed at instincts. Mm-hmm. And I realized that nobody else seemed to be amazed. They just uh, took it for granted and just ignored it. But instincts, I thought they were very complex. And so I started researching it and found out they were more complex than I thought they were. Wow. And the nice thing is that my research is by people who are probably atheists. There were scientists that get published, the creation scientists generally don't get published in the places I was looking, and so they have researched all the details and I went through and I changed their wording so that they could be understood by the average person rather than people with a master's degree in chemistry Right. and then as I found all of these details, I also found them making a mistake really, uh, they a lot of them, maybe all of them But for sure, most of them believe in evolution rather than God. And evolution uh, would not fit with the words that they used. Uh, They would slip up and describe what they actually saw. Uh, Here, for instance, are a few of them. Miracles, designed—that's not Mm -hmm. evolution—extraordinarily complex, Uh, how this is done is largely unknown— remains a mystery, uh, perfect size, perfect number. One uh, creation. One atheist uh, that turned into an agnostic wrote a book and said that perfection is not something that fits with evolution. Evolution would be like an engineer. He would make it uh, work, but then that's it. You just stop there. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be perfect. And these evolutionists probably... Scientists said that they saw perfect size, perfect number, uh, uniquely constructed, uh, astonishing, specialized, remains unclear, weird and wonderful. Mm. Uh, So it's just amazing what they saw. And so I put this into the book also. So you see the complexity that instincts have and the amazement of the evolutionary scientists.
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, on page 8, you write this, that God has made a proof of his being the designer of life so obvious that humans often don't see it anymore. That's a pretty intriguing phrase.
2: Yeah, it's in the elephant in the room, it's there, and we just ignore it. Mm-hmm. We just say it's instinctive, and then go on.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's define instincts. When you use that term, what do you mean?
2: Yes, Um It's something that's built into the DNA, and the atheist scientists agree. Uh, So it's in every baby, Uh, and the information is really like a computer program. Uh, When called upon, it will cause behavior that is important for the life or the growth or the protection of the creature
1: Very interesting. You know, many people will actually say that it's their unconscious mind that controls all these things called instincts, but where is this unconscious mind? How how does it know how to work?
2: (laughs) Yes. Um, The scientists have found that instincts are, uh, even in the conscious mind part of the brain, the the top part of the brain, the cerebrum, Mm -hmm. but most of the instincts are based in what's under the cerebrum, the cerebellum, or then below that, the brain stem, which they divide up into at least three different parts. Um, but also the instincts are even in the spinal column, the, the spinal cord, uh, and even in a, one of the large nerves, the vagus nerve. So they're all over the place. God put them everywhere.
1: Very interesting. Uh, we're talking with Howard Callahan, author of the book Instincts by Design. Um, this has got to present problems, uh, to evolutionists, uh, how do they explain instincts?
2: Well, uh, with the words that I used, right.
1: uh, yeah. largely
2: unknown. Yeah, largely uh, the unknown. The a mystery, yeah. a phenomenon.
1: Yeah, very interesting. Well, the goal you state in your book is rather intriguing. You want to amaze the reader with the fact that almost nothing in life is really simple, and the most logical and rational explanation is... That God created everything. And, and, and truly, Howard, when you write about so many instinctive behaviors of humans and animals, you, you, I come away from this book reading it, and it's it, totally impossible that all this could have just happened by evolution. It had to be by design.
2: If you, if you don't believe in God, your only option is evolution. And if you, therefore, know that there's no God, then whatever is out there had to be created by evolution. And so what these scientists do is they don't say how it happened, but they do, do make statements like, boy, evolution is a great creator.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting.
2: Right. Uh, um, and let me point out that as a chemical engineer, I studied the laws of thermodynamics. They were originally theories, but they have studied so much over the 100-plus years uh, that they have seen these three theories work in microscopic things, all the way up to telescopic things. Mm. And so they are now called laws. And the second law is the one that applies here the most. I, the key to evolution, you'll hear evolution say, it goes from simple to complex. Uh, that's the way evolution works. Uh, the Simple life became complex life. and Always those two words, simple and complex, but always going from simple to complex. And the second law of thermodynamics uh, says that entropy increases, and that's a fancy word for saying everything goes from complex to simple, the exact opposite, unless there is a mechanism, either a human or God or maybe a really complex uh, program called DNA, uh, but you've got to have some kind of mechanism to make anything go, anything in the world, in the universe, go from simple to complex. And for over 150 years, evolutionists have been looking for the mechanism of evolution, and they have not found it. Wow. So And l- so that's why this book is so important. I'm stressing life is complex. How did it get complex?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and a powerful because that really... It, it, one is led to to to, to know and understand it. we have to have a creator and that one is God. I, I'd like to talk about uh, these instincts. Uh, some of them from your book, and the very first one you deal with in your book is the heart. And many of us go throughout a day without even thinking about our heart beating. Uh, what what is so important about our heart's pumping instinct?
2: <laughs> well, if it stops, you die. So, it's <laughs> so very true. Important. Uh, You would be dead if your heart quit. Mm -hmm. And you have many muscles in your body. The only one that is working all the time, never stopping for your whole life, 100 years, is the heart. And you've got a lot of other muscles that are working, doing a lot of things, but only that one keeps going like that. And humans have never, engineers have never come up with anything like that. Mm Uh, able to continually work pumping uh, without stopping at all. Uh, And it's a complex thing, of course. Um, It's got four chambers. It's really two pumps. Each pump has uh, two chambers. And your instincts, the programming, which is what my book is about, the programming, the instincts, uh, the programming knows how to make the two parts of the pump, of the whole heart, work correctly. And so you have a steady beat, but it's not always the same beat. If you are running, it has to go faster. Mm-hmm. The instinct knows that. Uh, if you're starting to um, eat wrong and you're getting your arteries clogged up, uh, that reduces the ability of the, the your pump, the heart, to pump the amount of blood that's needed all over your body, and the blood goes to every cell in your body, over a trillion. And so the instinct will adjust according to how healthy you are and what you're doing. If you're sleeping, your heart doesn't need to go as fast, so it slows down. And uh, let's see, there are many other parts about that. Um, But that's the main
1: thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's amazing, and and as you point out, that our heart knows by instinct the best pump speed uh, for running, for sleeping, for sitting at a desk, whatever we're doing. Uh, What about blood pressure itself? Uh, We understand uh, God uses blood pressure to control the heart rate. Uh, That's that's another amazing instinct.
2: That's just one of the things. Um, Blood pressure is the result of the pump pumping through the vessels, the pipes, uh, to the various parts of the body. And the vessels change in size as they go throughout the body. So the capillaries at your fingertips, for instance, are very, very small, while the arteries coming out of the heart are very big. Uh, The heart has to allow for all of that, and that affects the blood pressure. So there are blood pressure sensors all over your body, that send their information to the brain, uh, the, one of the parts of the brain stem, the medulla. And so that is determining how much the uh, heart needs to pump. But there are other things too, like the amount of oxygen in the blood. If there's not enough oxygen, the pump rate will change. Uh, if there's too much carbon dioxide, the pump rate will change. And it even checks things like pH.
1: Tell you what, we need a break right here. We're talking with Howard Callahan, Instincts by Design. Friends, watch more information right after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk.
3: Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, are whales related to any land animals?
0: Chris, evolutionists think they are. In fact, this is one of their strongest arguments these days, that whales evolved from land animals with legs. Some say that the ancestor looked like a cow or maybe a wolf or a hippopotamus. Well, I think they're all wrong. Recently, the head portion of a whale fossil was found in California. It didn't have the rear portion at all, but this didn't keep evolutionists from claiming that they had small rear legs. Chris, why do we believe them? Why do even evolutionists believe them when they make up stories like this? The Bible says that God created whales on day five of creation week. They've always been whales and they still are whales. Even whales go back to Genesis.
3: If you would like to learn more about science from a Christian perspective, please visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org.
1: Listening to Crosstalk on VCY America and uh, talking on the topic of instincts, instincts by design—a fascinating new book that's just been released. Uh, friends, stay with us because we'll, we'll we'll be telling you how you can obtain a copy of this book at a wonderful discount here today from our VCY bookstore. But uh, we're going to delve further into it and. Friends, every one of these we could spend a long time talking about, but uh, certainly giving a survey of of just some of the issues in this book are just fascinating. I'm going to jump ahead to your chapter number nine, um, and it asks the question, in what way does your nose protect you from harm? That's an an intriguing question. What did you learn from your research?
2: Uh, The nose is very important for determining what you should and should not eat. If you eat the wrong things, that could kill you. Uh, And so you have to also make sure that you eat the right things. You might die of starvation if you don't eat the right things. And so the nose has been put in the state state of humans uh, directly above the mouth. So when you are getting ready to put something into your mouth, your nose is right there and probably smelling it. And the smell amazes scientists uh, as to how you can know what's good or bad. Uh, For instance, one scientist said, but what about things that you know smell good or bad even if you've never experienced them? Mm. Scientists have found that although a lot of the smells people like come from past experiences, instincts play a big role. In other words, if we didn't have instincts, we would be eating all sorts of things that we should yeah, and shouldn't yeah. be eating.
1: How, how many scents uh, can, can our human nose detect?
2: I have another nice quote here. One scientist said, your nose has the astonishing ability to smell thousands of different scents. Hmm. Uh, however, I'm pretty sure that he wrote that when we used to think, scientists used to, used to think that we only had about 10,000 different odors that we could detect. Today, they say it's a trillion. Oh, my. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Uh, Yes. I I understand there's actually a chemical in our body that helps us determining sense, isn't there? Uh,
2: Well, there is chemicals. What we do know, here's another quote, what we do know is that chemicals perceived as less pleasant are generally not useful to us and can even be harmful. And it goes also the other way around. Hmm. Things that smell good are almost always good for you. I've got other quotes that say that.
1: Yeah, wow. Um, Yeah,
2: it's amazing. And uh, let me point out that this guy that I just quoted uh, has done a study and he figured out after a lot of money spent that uh, there is a way that might be used by the nose, by the brain, uh, using the molecular weight and electron density. Okay, so he had that great idea, and he tested it, and 30% of the time, he was right. He doesn't point out that that means that 70% of the time, his method did not explain the very complex instinct.
1: Very interesting. Um, and folks, as you look at the book, I mean, there's so many things uh, Uh, how does a mother's milk change to meet the needs of her baby? Why is it important that your tongue is the center of your taste receptors? How does a child know how to chew and swallow food? There are so many different things here, but I'm going to propel us to Chapter 21, and uh, perhaps the most rapid development occurs within babies. And in Chapter 21, you address an interesting question. How do babies acquire so many skills early on, early in their life?
2: Here's another quote for you. Babies enter the world with a grasp of some pretty complex topics and how they build on that and what they continue to learn in the first two years is totally amazing, too. Just a few years ago, I'm still giving a quote from this probably atheist scientist. Just a few years ago, most experts and parents believed the way that toddlers Learned was random and passive, a slow process of pint-sized trial and error. Well, it turns out babies are born learners who come into this world with a natural understanding of all sorts of things, including ethics, physics, and language.
1: Hmm. Very interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah. God has created us very well. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh- you know, on page 54, you list the the key muscles that are used to maintain balance and stability during walking. And I'm I'm confident it's something most, uh, do, you know, we walk, we don't even think about this, especially a young child. But is it instinct? Unless you're old like me. <laughs> yes. And is it instinct that makes all these muscles say, hey, we need to work together on this?
2: Oh, yes. Uh, it would be a lot simpler if we had wheels instead of legs. hmm However, we would be very limited in our ability to go anywhere. Legs are fantastic for climbing and doing all sorts of things. Uh, And it turns out that the instincts that give us the ability to walk use at least eight eight sets of muscles to keep us from falling on our face. Hmm. And it's not just using muscles, it's timing. The timing has to be right. If you don't use your muscles correctly in timing... You're going to fall on your face or backwards. Uh, The instincts are just amazing. Again, complexity. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. We think things are simple. Nothing is simple.
1: And, friends, it's even, just even a maintaining balance. It's not just your leg muscles. It's your arm muscles, your shoulder muscles, your hip muscles, foot and ankle muscles, back muscles. I mean, all working together in that regard. At least that's how they were designed to do. Um, you've also got some fascinating... Let, ad- l-
2: wait, let yeah. me read a quote from one of the atheists, probably atheists, okay. at least a scientist. It's never been completely clear how human beings accomplish the routine of walking taken-for-granted miracle that we call walking, let alone running. Human walking is extraordinarily complex, and we still don't understand completely how it works. (laughs) Amazing. Unquote.
1: Wow. You have also got some fascinating information about the rapid growth of the brain on the bottom of page 55 as well.
2: Yes. um, The baby... In the way the atheists evolutionists talk when a creature like this a baby uh, uh needs something he quite often listen to the nature programs uh they will talk as if the creature decided that it needed something and so with babies they will say let's see um mm, I uh, can't find it. Anyway, they will talk as if the baby decided that he needed to spend more energy to build his brain hmm. uh, to hardwire his computer. Uh, <laughs> the baby doesn't decide that. Uh, and when a baby's brain is being developed, there are at least, here's a quote, at least one million new neural connections that are made every second. Wow. Wow. Yeah, um, but a, a better thing uh, for understanding, especially parents, I I learned this ten or twenty years ago. I found a study where they were analyzing baby brains and how they developed all the way up to age eleven. Uh, and my recent study here for this book backed it up with another study. So what they said was. When a baby's brain is first used, uh, a brand-new baby's brain, only the outside skin is being used. They use a CAT scan to test this. The middle of the brain, the, most of the brain, was just mush. It didn't do anything. All the energy was on the skin. Uh, but the amount of energy was double the amount of energy that's used in our brains right mm. now, as we're talking uh, right. adult brains. Uh, The baby's using twice as much energy to to build the brain. And as the baby gets older, all the way to age seven, the skin becomes thicker and thicker and thicker until at age seven, the whole brain is finally being used. And it's still using twice as much energy as the adult brain uses. Hmm. And then from age seven down to age 11, the amount of energy decreases. The conclusion of these scientists was, and this is what parents need to realize, uh, a good analogy is that the brain is like a computer that's being hardwired in those first seven years to do whatever the child is doing, playing soccer, playing piano, singing, drawing, uh, learning math, whatever. Uh, And so those are the key years for a child to learn new activities that the parent thinks the child should need for the rest of his life. And it'll make those activities much easier to do later. Uh, for instance, learning other languages. That's the reason little kids learn a second language very, very easily. Hmm. Their brain is being hardwired to do other languages. I myself have had five other languages that I learned, but I didn't start until I was 13, past the age 11, that was the cutoff. And I got A's, but it was very hard, mm. very difficult, and I didn't really learn the languages very well because I was using software to try to make my single-language brain hardwired for one, only one language do another language. Mm. So parents, first seven years, do your best to get the kid doing things that you think will help him the rest of his life.
1: Wow, good advice. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is just a tremendous book to, to, to pick up. You put it down several times, you'll come right back to it. I mean, it's going to captivate uh, older children. It will captivate teens, young adults, all the way to seniors. I mean, it is a great book to, uh, to give to skeptics who think everything is, you know, is just evolved in life. Uh, the book measures approximately eleven by eight one hundred and ninety two pages of beautiful photography uh, illustrations there are charts, information throughout the book i mean it 's laid out it 's not you 're not reading it like a textbook i mean it 's captivating it just in its appeal uh, to look at it uh, as well uh, it 's called instincts by design and it 's being featured as a book of the month this month at our Vcy bookstore. Uh, the book has been newly released, and uh, the release price is $24.99. However, through November 30th, 2023, our bookstore is featuring this book at just $14.75. That's 41% off the the uh, retail through November 30th, okay? And uh, it's a, a wonderful book for yourself. But, wow, to give this out for many on your gift list as well, you can get it right now at vcy.com vcy.com, or you may call in on the toll-free number one eight seven two two four eight two nine. That's 1-888-722-4829. Now, be patient; uh, they've got just a single line going in there, but but uh, they'll answer your calls. The quickest way is is uh, online, and uh, I, I know uh, here Howard, this would be just a tremendous book, uh, not only for oneself but to give out as a gift as well.
2: And, Jim, uh, as I've said, I I wrote the book for really teenagers. I, I avoided the big words, and each topic is just one page.
1: Yes, yes. One page topic. So it's easy to go through. You've got your facts, your insights, your charts, your graphs. The illustrations are all right there. Friends, we're going to take a quick break here. I mean, he's got a chapter on the amazing design of the eye, what prepares a mom to nourish her baby, a hunger instinct. When a child falls and scrapes a knee, how does our body, by instinct, bring healing to those damaged tissues? But, friends, he's got another section on animals, and uh, we're going to delve into some of those as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Crosstalk.
3: Entertainment has become the draw to build churches and youth groups. Meanwhile, sound biblical teaching has fallen off the cliff. To many, it's all about numbers and little about the Bible. Play the Flute, a powerful DVD, addresses this issue head on. Play the Flute tells the story of one youth leader who would not give up, who would not surrender to the apathy taking over his new youth group. The Lord Jesus is looking for followers who realize that they are sinners and need a Savior. These are His terms
0: and I can't change them.
3: From Rich Cristiano comes Play the Flute, a powerful story on DVD available from BCY America for a donation of $18 or more. Call 1-800-729-9829. 1-800-729-9829. 1-800-729-9829.
1: Like I say, ladies and gentlemen, it's a book that uh, you will enjoy as you pick up and read and you just... Kind of shake your head and just say, my, what an awesome creator we have. You know, these instincts, some think it's, oh, it's there by evolution. No, friends, they're put there by designer, creator God. And scripture tells us, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. And how important it is to build this, I mean, wonderful information here to teach your children as well. But you'll be intrigued yourself uh, by going through the information. And what a great book to give to those who are skeptic. Um Howard Callahan is our guest here today. so many things uh, uh we would talk to about uh, the human body itself but uh, we're gonna you've got another part in this book dealing uh with animals and in chapter forty eight uh, you give a response to a question how can certain animals find their food using sonar that's another instinct
2: yes um the overview is animals is that uh the ecosystem that we talk about. Different animals eat different things. Uh, Quite often the stuff that we like, other animals don't like. Uh, The things that we don't like that make us vomit, other animals love. And so God put into every creature the instincts that guide each of them to the particular kind of food that's necessary for them. Hmm. And after guiding them, teaches them, guides them on how to catch it, and then how to eat it and turn it into body parts for them. That's different for every creature. It's really amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so what I did is I just pointed out some of the different methods that animals use for finding food. One is smell. Uh, so certain, just like humans, some things smell good some don't, but it's different from what my smeller tells me, right. what my instinct says. And some use sonar, which is what you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it's not just bats that use sonar. Dolphins use it. Whales use it. Frogs use it. Some rodents use it. And it's just the whole system is amazing. And with the bats, sonar is so refined that not only can the bat see the, quote, see with the sound, mm-hmm. their food, their, some insects, for instance, the sonar will tell them the distance to it, even the size and the shape of the insect, and which way it's going. That was a quote from a scientist. It's just a fabulous system.
1: It really is. Um, uh, I, I'm looking also at Chapter 72 of your book, uh, uh, and that is the migration of birds. And, and you know, we see these formations that are flying and uh, we see some birds uh, and insects make great uh, migrations, but uh, long distance. How do they know when to go and <laughs> where
2: to go? Yes, uh, that's for sure about the insta- instincts. Um, humans, the pilots, they have a terrible time uh, flying their planes uh, unless they have a lot of instruments guiding them. Mm-hmm. Uh When problems occur, they say that the pilot's going to be flying by the seat of his pants. And what that means, if he accidentally turns the plane upside down, he'll start falling out of his seat. Uh, It's really difficult to know direction and things like that, but it's built into the instincts that all of these different kinds of creatures that migrate have built into them. Uh, And the scientists have tried to figure out why they migrate. They don't know how they do it. But they migrate, uh, in order to have, uh, be in six, see, be in one place for six months and breed there. But then after six months, go to a different place for six months, giving the first place time to, uh, have the food supplies re, get replenished. Because it's usually huge numbers of animals, birds that migrate. Um, they also might have migration because of predators. Uh, They need to get away from predators so that the predators don't multiply and become so large a number of predators that they eat all of the birds or butterflies or whatever they are. Uh, There are a lot of reasons that God has put it in, and these scientists, even if they don't believe in God, can see the reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, The method of actually going around and flying and finding places, they've determined that a lot of them have little magnets built into them, and they use the magnets to determine where the North Pole is. And I read, I don't know if it's in the book, but uh, they also, some of the creatures that migrate, know not only where the North Pole is magnetically, but they know where the North Pole is according to the spin of the Earth, which is a different place. That gives them two locations, Hmm. the magnetic north and the... Spinning north, and they're able to really know exactly where they are.
1: Amazing! Wow.
2: Yeah, very a- amazing.
1: And and even the V formation. I know you covered that on chapter seventy five too. But by instinct, they'll they'll fly in that that V formation.
2: Yes, the uh, it's obvious if you watch animals, uh, especially at migration time, that they will fly in a V formation. And the scientists studied it and determined. Here is a quote. Birds in the V formation can fly 70% farther than one bird flying alone. Because of the way it's done, there's one bird at the front who breaks up the air and makes it spin around. And that makes it easier for the birds behind it to fly through. Mm. Because as it's spinning, it might actually be spinning and pushing them. So 70% farther than one bird alone. God knew, and we studied it found out that it, that works a lot better. And so when you look at American airplanes uh, during the wars, they fly in V formation.
1: Interesting. Uh, we learn a lot from the creation, don't we? Uh, you
4: if you know, look.
2: Th- th- and uh, one thing real quick. Uh, when they built artificial legs, I read, it's not in the book, but uh, the by, I guess it's a doctor that created and designed the Artificial leg, Uh, he used the leg of a cheetah, and that artificial leg was used in the Olympics, I believe, or at least something like the Olympics, Mm -hmm. where this guy was very, very fast because of the great design that he got from the cheetah.
1: Well, friends, uh, there is much on animals, and I wish we had time uh, to talk about them. But he deals with many issues in this book. And every chapter, is you know, you got a page dealing with each of these issues. What makes a hummingbird nearly double its body fat for its migration? Um, how could young common cuckoos find their way in a path that they have never flown before? Uh, What does the instinct of a frog direct certain cells to shred their DNA and die? I mean, all these things are in there. He's got one on uh, freshwater salmon, developing new organs to cope with salt water. And, you know, as we go to Scripture, Jeremiah 8, 7 says, Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. I, I find that fascinating, Howard, that even scriptures speak about animals with these instincts, but mankind is just oblivious to God's
2: judgment. <laughs> yes. Um, I've got ten or twelve uh, ones that I would like to point out but don't really have time for. But real quick, um, breathing. A baby is swimming around in liquid, the amniotic fluid inside the womb, mm-hmm. inhaling it in the last eight weeks of his time in the womb. He's breathing the liquid in and out, apparently, according to the scientists, practicing using the lungs. As soon as he comes out, he's got a, less than a minute to start breathing air, a gas. And for the rest of his 100 years of life, if he breathes any liquid, He'll probably die. So, amazingly, instinct has him breathing liquid in the womb, but as soon as you get out of the womb, you cannot do that or you die. You have to breathe, but only air. Uh, Sleep. We don't like to sleep, uh, but it turns out that sleep is a very important instinct, and it's so important that God will let you try not to sleep for many, many hours, but eventually... It will force you to fall asleep because you have to get the rest time for your body and all the things that happens while you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. Uh, The retina of the eye is designed, it has, you've probably heard of rods and cones for detecting light. Uh, They are positioned in the right place. And the reason that you stare at something, uh, when you're trying to read something, you look closely at it that is going to the middle of the retina where the cones are, and there are no rods. The cones are the most sensitive, uh I'm not going to go into detail why, but there are no rods there. And so uh, that's the place. Well, it turns out that if you are in the dark, the cones don't work. They don't get enough light. And so if you see nothing right in the very center of your eye. Uh, but just next to it, you have lots of rods that detect very sensitive less very little amount of light and so in the night time you see black and white and not right in the middle of your eye um right you can see three-dimensionally uh seeing something three-dimensionally takes a huge amount of software a huge amount of calculating i'm still amazed and no one explained it uh they probably have no idea how it happens uh, but we're able to see three-dimensionally, uh, get distance, and so something is closer to you and another thing isn't, and you can tell. Uh, you have the same thing with your hearing, which is even more complicated than the seeing because of the way waves work. Uh, language, and another scientist said that we're built to have language, to to learn languages. And he studied children, said that they all have the same approach to language, even though the languages are different. Mm -hmm. And he said it's all built in. Uh, So a whole bunch of other ones that I guess I have no time to explain. Well, (laughs) Blinking, uh, uh, sense of balance. Sense of balance is not just the inner ear. It's mm -hmm. a lot more complicated than that.
1: Friends, there is so Uh, much material in this book, and and uh, we're just really scratching the surface uh just a tremendous book uh as I said before, it'll captivate the uh, children, teens, young adults, all the way to senior citizens. Just a great you can pick up, put a bookmark in, come back to it uh every uh matter of instinct is a one to two about two pages long but beautifully laid out with illustrations, charts, graphs, and the information sprinkled throughout instincts by design and uh it's being featured at our VCY bookstore as a book of the month through November 30th they have it at 41% off just 1475 plus any applicable tax and or shipping uh, you can reach out to them at vcy.com vcy.com or by calling 188 722 4829 really a great book to Give to family members and and uh, to uh, if you're, you're a teacher, wow, one for each in your classroom. Uh, just a powerful book. Well, friends, I'd like to also open our phone lines. Time is going quickly, but give you an opportunity. If you have a question you'd like to ask, maybe something you heard, or have a question on a matter pertaining to instincts, uh, and what a wonderful creator we have. You can Pick up your phone, give us a call here on Crosstalk. Our number eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. That's one eight hundred. 733 9829 Again, this book does measure about 11 by 8, 192 pages of uh, just wonderful, beautiful photography, illustrations, charts, and information throughout. And uh, you have a question for our guest today, 800-733-9829. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more information following the break. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network.
4: For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. UNRWA, which is a United Nations program, is in Gaza. And there has been a detailed report put out by Impact SE. And what it reveals is that the United Nations is funding supplementary curriculum in the Gaza to train young people to become martyrs, to be involved in jihad, to hate the Jews. Sadly, America, well, we're the ones that host the United Nations in New York, and we pay an awful lot of money to the United Nations. So indirectly, we, the American taxpayers, and as Christians, are paying and helping pay for curriculum in Gaza by the UN to train and create more Islamic jihadists. It's time the Americans demand the United Nations be kicked out of America.
1: This is Crosstalk on VCY America, and our guest today, rather unique topic, uh, Howard Callahan, who has written a book, Instincts by Design. And uh, friends, you just come away with it just in marvel, in marvel as to our creator God. And uh, let's take some calls here today and uh, hear from you. We're going to begin with Dave Androqua. You're on the air.
0: Hey, Jim. Howard, I thank you for this program. It's uh, one of my favorite, favorite topics. Um Reason I called, I have two things. One, um, would my brilliant eight-year-old granddaughter be able to read and understand this book? I think you will understand a lot of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, great. Not,
1: yeah, not, because, not maybe every word, but we will be captivated by the pictures and and even sitting down with her. If there's something she does not understand, you'd be able to go through it with her.
0: Well, I'm a I'm so. a veterinarian retired and um, worked with animals all my life, and mm. this this is. This is a topic that's close to my heart, but I already had a conversation with her. She was uh, not not yet eight years old last summer, mm-hmm. and she's already been um, indoctrinated into the evolutionary thinking, and we, you know, I just basically talked about some of the facts that Howard has put forth, and mm-hmm. uh, I know I've got her thinking, but I think I'm going to have to call in and order this book yeah. at some point, but... um the second law of thermodynamics um, idea is one that I use all the time, and then the irreducible complexity mm-hmm. of, yeah. of life, a couple of things that are just fantastic, and I appreciate this topic, so yeah. thank you. Thank you, Dave. Yes, sir.
1: Appreciate your call, and uh, uh, just if you get it by November 30th, 41% off. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Gloria next. Hi, Gloria. You're on the air.
2: Hi. Um, I'm going to talk about my great-granddaughter. Uh, I was, <clears throat> she has an absolutely fabulous um, vocabulary. She's only three years old. Mm-hmm. I, was talk, I was talking with my grandson, her dad, uh, a few weeks ago, and I said, um, How on earth does she know how to put these words together so that they make sense? Hmm. And um, it's just like, and I asked him, I said, Do you think that that is just that they're born with disability? And um, yeah. so I'm going to yes. purchase it. I'm sorry? The scientists say yes. Fabulous. I'm going I'm to order this book so I can um, study up on this stuff. It's yeah. fabulous. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Gloria. Thank uh, you. And, uh, yeah, and dealing with the rapid development of children and the brain and many topics. Uh, yeah, Chapter 21 in here, how do babies acquire so many skills early on and addresses a number of, of those matters. But even what happened, how uh, babies develop a correct posture. And uh, instinctive reflex as a baby, the reflexes that they have. And, boy, about the human eye. So many things we wanted to get into, but, uh, well, the time is uh, driving us here. Let's go next to Margie, who is calling in. Hi, Margie. You're on the air.
2: Yes. Uh, I would be interested in hearing what our guest has to say about dogs. We always think of dogs as being man's best friend, and uh, maybe there are some special things about dogs that uh, makes them have that reputation. I'll, I'll listen to your answer off the air. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I don't really know that much about it. I'm sorry. Uh, but they do look at your eyes, and humans looking at each other's eyes, they uh, the instinct will create uh, oxytocin, oxytocin, I don't know how you pronounce it, um, and that... Uh, is a chemical that makes people bond together. Mm. And I think that's true with animals also.
1: Wow, interesting. We've got Ted, who's also... Ted, I understand you also have a question pertaining to dogs?
2: Yes. Am I on?
1: You're on the air. Go ahead.
2: Okay, yes. When I was younger, I had a German shepherd, and my father wanted to give it to a farmer uh, about 40 miles away, the way the crow flies. And we dropped it off... The dog got loose, and two days later, he showed up on the front yard. Mm. He knew how to come home.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks for raising that issue, and and Howard, you know, you talked about the the birds migrating, and they know exactly where to go. That same kind of instinct is there in dogs.
2: For sure, there is because what you just said, uh, many people have experienced. Mm-hmm. So. You can bet on it that it's built into the DNA, but I don't remember reading about it.
1: Okay, let's go to Rich in Burlington. You're on the air, Rich.
0: Oh, wonderful topic. Just wanted to tell you, I learned something from my eight-month-old granddaughter. She was crawling. She reached with her left hand for something while she's on all four, and her right leg went straight out in the back to balance herself, and I was so (laughs) amazed, and I thought at eight months old... Where did she learn that balance? Yeah, The left hand out, right leg went out just to balance herself. Well. I thought that was really interesting.
1: It is interesting. Uh, and again, uh, uh, Howard, it's that instinct that causes that to happen.
2: Yes, and they've found several instincts, something like eight or ten that I saw, uh, of what's built into babies to protect them, mm-hmm. like uh, the parachute reflex, If you drop a baby or he thinks he's going to fall, he'll spread out his arms and legs like somebody that's parachuting. It's for protection.
1: Let's squeeze one last call in from Lori in Michigan. Eric, you're on the air.
2: Yes, I'd like to um, ask your guest if he has anything to to add about uh, dyslexia. That's something I've had um, during my life. Oh, uh, I don't know anything. Yeah, Sorry. That, that that would not
1: be in that realm of topics here on, on instinct in that regard, but there may be some things even with eye movements and muscle movements, et cetera, in that regard. But thank you for the call and um, calling in others of you as well. Um, any final thought you would like to leave with our listeners here, Howard? Uh,
2: yes, let's see. At the end of the book, a nice summary, just two sentences. Uh, Actually, one sentence. My prayer is that this book has made you better appreciate the amazing body God has given to you and to the animals around you. Hmm.
1: Indeed, indeed. And it's God's design in instinctive behavior. Howard, you had to put a lot of time and research into this, and thank you for doing so. And I know you worked with a publisher to put it in just a a very reader-friendly way as well.
2: And let me add that there are instincts in plants The universe is amazing. What God has created is amazing.
1: Wow. Well, Howard, thank you for being with us today and stay on the line here for a moment, if you would. Friends, again, I just have time to make you aware that uh, the book is available. It's called Instincts by Design. And our VCY bookstore featuring it as a book of the month through November 30th, 2023. They have it at 41% off, just $14.75 for any, uh, plus any applicable tax or shipping. And available at uh, vcy.com, vcy.com or calling one 722 4829 But a larger size book with a beautiful photography, illustrations, charts, and information pointing to what a wonderful creator we have. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us today on Crosstalk.
0: You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America.